0: I don't know just quick at these Thanks, I always like that, you know, he's got like the, the little feet. Who's the dude with the Hermes? Doesn't really relate to that Um, I play pickup soccer and it's typically like 40 guys and one girl. And I feel like being the only girl at pickup soccer has to feel like being the crab in that Finding Nemo seagull scene. You show up and every guy's just like, mine. And they just Naruto run after her the whole time. She's just dodging dicks, all soccer game. Okay the afghanistan's women's soccer team is seeking asylum and i was like they should come play in the us they'd be perfectly safe in just hiding in plain sight in completely empty stadiums one laugh worth it all right that's all i got thank you
1: Nick everybody, thank you. Woo! Are you ready for your next comedian, everybody? Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. And yeah, thank you for coming out. Yeah, we're we're working it. <laughs> next comedian coming to the stage is Brett Harper Jennings. Yay! Give it up. Woo! <laughs> Take your time. I'll sing. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when I'm on stage in front of you. Keep you happy and so satisfied. In my heart. Hello, Beauty yeah. Radio!
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm just uh, taking time. Um, uh, this is something I thought of earlier. I love clickbait YouTube videos, like YouTube. Um, there was one that was like this girl was like, I was kidnapped. And I watched it, and she just, it was like her Uber, like, drove her to the wrong location. And I think that shows a lot of drive. Okay. Um, let's see. Ha. Uh-huh. Ah. Um, Have I, has everyone heard me talk about sexual harassment? I'm going to keep doing that. Um, I did, I was taking a sexual harassment training, and um, it kept, Did you know you can't tickle anyone at work? I thought that was just a friendly way to let everyone know, hi, it's me. That's probably why they make me keep taking them. (laughs) Uh, I have to take a lot of sexual harassment trainings, um, especially for someone who actually, I work from home. Uh, I've worked from home for the whole pandemic. Um, But if I wasn't, you know, not that I would... Okay, this is a rough bit. We're gonna get into it. Um, I don't know. One thing about sexual harassment trainings uh, is um, they try to make them very progressive now. Uh, Like they'll have, uh, you know, they'll have like an older female executive uh, preying on like a young male intern. And I'm like, ah, she's being vulnerable, you know? Don't they know how hard that is? Okay. (laughs) That's, uh, it just is empowering for women a bit. Um, I'm going to keep going. I also, I feel like I'm too lenient on the training sometimes because it's like, we don't know the full story. Maybe they yeah, that doesn't sound good in a room of eight people. Um, okay. <laughs> I like, I don't know. They'll be like, you know, Jeff exposed himself to Katie in the women's restroom, and you're like, well, that's the place to do it, I guess. If you were going to, he shouldn't have done that. Um, but like, we don't know. Maybe he had like a growth or something and he didn't want to go to a doctor. And he said, and Katie was like, I'll do, look at it for you. And okay. Yeah, that felt right. Um, dating's been tough. Uh, I went, I went out with someone and um, I asked, I was like, do you have any friends? Uh, and he said, No. Uh, I don't really get the whole friend thing. I was like, oh, I don't know if there's like anything to get about it. Uh, maybe. D- and then he was like, well, I don't have any friends, but I do have a drone. <laughs> so considering, considering getting a drone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see if this bit works. It probably doesn't, but you know. Uh. Okay. I... I love rom-coms, like I love rom com movies. Uh like The Proposal, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. And um in it, uh she's allergic. The main characters, they're like the love interest. She's allergic to pine cones. She can't be around pine cones because she's allergic. And so she runs through like these CGI woods because she like wants to pretend like she can be around pine cones. And Ryan Reynolds is like, I've had enough of this. So he like makes her run in the forest and she's like not allergic to pine cones anymore which isn't how allergies work. But when I was younger and I saw it, uh, I'm allergic to kiwi and I was like, ah, oh, like one day some guy will, like shove a kiwi in my face and I like won't be allergic
1: because of love. Okay.
2: Thank you guys. <laughs> Yay!
1: Brett Harper Jennings, everybody. Thank you. Woo. Next comedian, please give it up a warm still welcome still for Kava to sing.
3: So my friend, he, uh, he's trying to have his uh, marriage arranged, and I found out, because we matched for arranged marriages, well, I wasn't doing it intentionally, I was doing it as a joke, I have my boyfriend, um, but I have a boyfriend, but when I found out that he asked his parents to arrange his marriage, I was kind of like, like mm, that's not surprising you know, because some personalities are for arranged marriages, you know, like this guy's like a pantry moth, you know, like you see him in your apartment and you're like, how long have you been here for? You know, you don't really notice him. Um, but sometimes you choose the arranged marriage and then sometimes it chooses you is what I'm saying. My parents really want me to, um, end up with, uh, a doctor, a Brown doctor it doesn't matter where they... I mean, the guy can come from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. As long as he's a radiologist, he's like a 10, you know? Um, pantry moths. I thought that was so clever. Okay. So um. when I was living... When I was in Oakland, my roommates... I had two roommates that came in and left within the time within the span of six months they were like they recently moved in from outside of the bay area and they were like i just it feels so unsafe and people like look at me on the train and i was like yeah what do you expect you know like this this is this is oakland yeah i just feel like people expected oakland to be a kind of like hipster's paradise or like a candy land um where they're like there can't be any crime there's a whole foods you know it's There's crime there. There is crime. And the first time I uh, was like a witness to it, I was sleeping and my my room faces the street and some guy was desperately screaming. He was like, help, help, help. So then I like was freaking out. And so I ran outside onto my empty street and then realized no one was there. And then I ran back in in sheer fear because like I'm not getting killed for this man. I don't. I don't know. I don't owe him anything. Um, and then it was awkward because I wanted to obviously help him, but like there's a complex relationship with the police. So I was like, so I opened my window and I was like, the cops are on their way. And then I was like, the nonviolent cops. I'm gonna call my neighbor. Like I just didn't know what to say to him. Um, anyway, it was fine. He they, he got into a fight with his friend, and the friend maced him. So he's he's fine. Um oh yeah so my like friend you know, he's kind of obnoxious he went on the date with this woman and he immediately rejected her he didn't really like he didn't um want to date her and i asked him why and he was like well she was bigger than what her pro pick looked like and i was like it's interesting like you don't like her because her pro pick wasn't realistic um and she probably wished that your pro pick wasn't realistic either um, because I feel like guys are where the ugly comes from. Like, guys, I'm sorry. You guys are, like, not as cute as you think you are. Like, I just... No one... Okay. No one ever saw Blue Ivy and was like, I hope she doesn't get her mother's forehead. You know? Like, it's always... You know, Jay-Z has, like, the big forehead. Okay. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think there's a reason why whenever friends ask us to share pictures of like the guy that we recently started dating, we're always just like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then there's like that prolonged silence and it's not because we're looking for a photo of you. It's just because we're trying to look like we have standards. (laughs) That was, I'm not mean, I'm not a bad person. I just got mad that he, he was like, she's too big for me. I'm like, bro, look at yourself. Um, oh yeah, so I'm getting an IUD. I'm really excited about that. Um, actually, wait, no, I don't want to do that impression. I think it's interesting how we don't have abortion rights here. I mean, our abortion rights are pretty low, not great. Low is, they're not great. Whereas in India, you can get an abortion legally. You have to be of a certain age. But it's, it's funny because here we're like, we're religious. We're going to preserve life. And India is one of the most religious countries ever. And they're like, oh, you have a baby? End it! End it now! The crops are failing, the kids are getting stuck in the rat traps, and I only budgeted $50 for miscellaneous expenses. Like, they really, they don't have time for it. They're like, kill him now, we're Hindu, maybe he'll be reincarnated into a pop star. Okay, bye. (laughs) Cover
1: to sing, everybody. Bye. Do we have anybody Anybody else who wants to do stand up? Did you want to do stand up? No? Did you? No? No? Okay, then I'm going to do a little bit. Woohoo! All right. Give it up for me. Yay. Yay. I would not have picked this face and this scrawny frame to represent my lofty ideals. This is not what I had in mind when I said adorable, fun-sized lesbian. (laughs) And this is something more between, a a cross between a scared bird and a day-old french fry. Don't I look like Woodstock in the Peanuts comic strip with the hair and the big nose? If Woodstock were an old dyke with an eating disorder and poor social skills? (laughs) The first thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old, and I hate that. I argue to say that You see old before you see female, because we even say old lady. It's not lady old, unless it's in Spanish, and then it's senor mayor. But there's also race. At what point do you think white, before lady or after, before old or after? Which came first, the chicken or the old lady? At what point do you think neurotic Jew with commitment issues? And did you know that LOL also stands for little old lady? or in my case, little old lesbian. And an LOL, LOL, is it urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life? Laugh out loud, little old lady, why you still can Why you still can I love that joke, it doesn't go anywhere, but I just love doing it. (laughs) So I have a system for making my toast in the morning. And as you can guess, it's very OCD. I take out the bread, the toast and the jam, I put them on the counter, the peanut butter, The peanut butter and the jam, did I say that? I didn't say peanut butter, did I? Okay, peanut butter goes on the left, jam goes on the right, bread goes in the toaster. You put the peanut butter on the toast first after it comes out of the toaster and then the jam. That's pretty obvious, right? Anybody who puts the jam on first and the peanut butter on top is just looking for a fat lip. Then you cut the toast in half and you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. These are the traditions of my people, and I do not question them, nor should you. All the troubles in this world can be traced back to fuckers like you eating the left side of the toast first. Cut that shit out. I mean it. Breakfast is the most important meal because it, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Don't be set in the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate his toast left side first on 9-11, and you know how that shit turned out. So don't do it. And if you're gonna have a bagel or an English muffin, the top and then the bottom, that's the order. So let's review. What side of the toast do we eat first? Very good, you're paying attention. My work is done here. Very good. What else do you wanna do? How about a song? I like to count things in my head cause I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Ladies only, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, thank you. OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. Now, OCD may appear to be complicated, but it's actually very user-friendly. Should you ever wish to increase the turmoil in your life, consider the following tips. You can take OCD with you no matter where you go. You want to touch the toilet seat covers for good luck? Nobody's going to be the wiser. Trust me, I know. Always remember that if you don't touch something now, you only have to touch it later. And if you're really serious about it, hoarding can begin with just one newspaper subscription. You'll remember what newspapers are, right? Okay, good. What else have we got here? I had an idea, a new joke. Um, There's so many different ways to die, but there's only one way to be born. You're born, you're born out of your mother. You can be born vaginally or by cesarean, but it's still, you're coming out of your mom. Here you are, baby born, that's your mom, say hi. Hi. That was the act out, I'm working on that one. Um, <laughs> but there's so many different ways to die. You can die alone, you can die with somebody else, you can die with a whole busload of people. You can die by nut, nut guns, knives, cars, planes, trains, Out of air, out of water, fire, everything, anything could kill you. But there's only one thing that you can do officially than be born, but you can be reborn many times. Like sometimes you can be reborn, Jay is shaking his head, yes. You can be reborn in any number of ways. Like if you see a majestic sunset, if you see a child laughing, if you have a really good bowel movement, these are all being reborn moments that we should appreciate and find a joke in which i am working on very diligently and i will find a joke for that one of these days thank you can we please stop shooting people stop shooting and killing stop hating that's it that's a, just stop hating and stop shooting people i forget the rest of that oh a little person oh she's not coming in all right bye thank you All right, uh, I'll do one more, and then uh, we'll get out of here. You don't sit out to ruin a day. It happens bit by bit. You take one too many naps, smoke one too many joints, pee in the kitchen sink, and boom, the day is over. You fucked it up. And then you have the audacity to come down and do an open mic, and nobody wants to see an old giraffe telling jokes. All right, I'll leave you with one more, um, this is for Scotto. Let's pause for a brief moment. Okay, that's enough. And reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it, we use it all the, thank you. Follow it or not, you're late, I lost track of time. You work for it, part time, full time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took a sweet time. Come on, man. I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Eh I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass, minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's the second, what's on first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Thanks very much, everybody. I don't know if we're going to end it right now. We might have more comics coming, but let's hear some music, Scotto, if we can. Thank you. Thanks for coming out, everybody. No, it's not on yet. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Are we? Can we do? Next comedian coming to the stage. Please give a warm welcome to Vicky Kozel.
4: Yay! <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, I I live in San Francisco and I like to travel. Um, Recently I traveled to Hawaii where I realized uh, that a rainbow is actually a phenomenon that occurs in nature and not just a flag. (laughs) Um, It can happen anywhere. It can happen um, in in, in a field, in the mountains, and not just in a corner of Market and Castro in San Francisco. and it has to do with how the light splits into different frequencies and not just with your sexual orientation. You live, you learn. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. Um, another fact uh, that I learned when I just came here to the US that I found quite astounding was uh, that many cities here share their names with other famous cities in the world. Uh, I remember someone introduced himself to me and he said, Hello, my name is such and such. I'm from St. Petersburg. Florida, I thought he was joking. Um, uh, I was like, uh, nice to meet you. I am from Kansas City, Ukraine. Um, (laughs) uh, I was uh, at a comedy show recently and there was this very young female comedian. She went up on stage and she started her set by saying that this is going to be her last comedy performance. She's quitting comedy. Um, And there was a big sigh of disappointment in the audience, but I thought to myself, lucky parents. And then she proceeded to say that the reason she's quitting comedy is so that she can pursue theater. And I thought to myself, oh boy. Uh, But my reaction is a pretty typical reaction uh, for a parent, because whenever kids come to their parents and tell them I'm going to do comedy now, parents feel terrified. Right? They try as hard as they can to dissuade their kids from taking this path, and it never works. So when my son announced to me that he's going to be a comedian, I went ahead and became a comedian myself so I can show him why this is not a great idea instead of just telling him about it. <laughs> now we're doing comedy together. Um, I was Googling comedy competitions. And surprisingly, a lot of comedy competitions happen on the same day as um, happen on the same day as a Super Bowl. Um, and uh, see, I told you we have to wait. You know, we made the right choice. You know, people, I, I came over and people left. Um, um, but you know, we 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 know that path from Slate to here. Um, so, the, yeah, comedy competitions happen uh, in the, the, the happening kind of same day as the Super Bowl, and uh, you know, as we know, Super Bowl is the noisiest day of the year, so I think, effectively, those comedy competitions are for the title of the loudest comedian. Um, and I'm a very soft-spoken comedian, so uh, I like to go to open mics to train my voice. Um, I also like open mics because it's a place where comedians can exchange ideas and give each other advice. I was recently at a mic, uh, where I met the seasoned comedian. Uh, I mean, uh, she's been doing comedy for only a year, but she's 80. Um, and, uh, uh she suggested to me that when I do my set, I speak louder and move closer to the mic. And I suggested to her that she turns up the volume on her hearing aids. Mm -hmm. We were mutually useful, how cool is that? Um, But it is tricky, it is tricky to get the best sound out of the mic. Um, There was a video about it on YouTube, essentially it boils down to finding this perfect angle between your mouth and the mic. Uh, It's tricky, it takes time, sometimes years, but it is possible, so be patient. You're gonna find that perfect angle eventually. Alternatively, you can find a button on a mic called Volume Plus, hit it a couple of times, and it's gonna give you the same effect regardless of the angle. It's gonna carry your voice all the way to the farthest corner of the room and beyond into the neighborhood. The neighbors will be thrilled at 11 p.m. They'll be like, "Uh, I think this comedian has finally found her voice, and it's pretty loud. Let's call the cops. Um, But to finish off, uh, it was objectively pretty difficult to be heard at an open mic. Um, a, it takes place at a restaurant, so there are noises from the kitchen. B, um, uh, the, the door there's drivers are coming in and out, in and out all the time, and at first I found it irritating, but then I remember that comedy is all about utilizing every prop and every opportunity, and me standing there between a driver and a counter is a perfect opportunity for extortion, so uh, next time I'm performing there, I'm gonna wear a T-shirt with custom text on it. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna run a couple of T-shirts ideas by you. You can, you can help me pick out uh, the most effective one. T-shirt number one is gonna say, um, laugh if you want your burger. T-shirt number two is gonna say, over my dead body, I only got five minutes. And T-shirt number three is going to say, remember, DoorDash, is a food delivery service and not a joke delivery service. Uh, I don't care how big a tip you get for being funny. Whatever you heard in this room stays in this room. Do not steal jokes. Thank you so much, Lauren.
1: Vicky Cuzzle, everybody. Your next and I believe final comedian for the night coming to the stage, please give a warm welcome for Charlie Moore.
5: Thank you, way to go at Slate, by the way, saw your set there, did you hear my jokes I did there or otherwise I just want to try them here, oh sweet, perfect, all right, awesome, um, let me get this book out real quick, one moment, all right, um, I used to be addicted to vaping, uh, I quit it, but there were a lot of times where I knew I had a problem, I think time number one is when I was reading this um, article about how nicotine can cause erectile dysfunction, and it really scared the shit out of me, but then I saw an advertisement for $20 a month erectile dysfunction medicine, and I just thought, eh, $20 bucks is not too bad. It's not bad. I'll do the 20 bucks. Nobody ever takes vaping addiction seriously either. Like If you tell someone you're an alcoholic, they're like, oh, traumatic childhood. You tell them you're a heroin addict, they're like, oh, what's going on in your life? You tell them you're addicted to vaping, they're like, dumbass. (laughs) Because all the information's there at your fingertips. I'll also read a lot of articles that'll say things like, nicotine is as addictive as cocaine, which is somebody who tried nicotine, quit nicotine when it became a problem, makes me want to try cocaine. I don't know. The other thing, I think the the government was dumb. Like, their first action they did to quit vaping and kind of curb the teen epidemic was they banned all the fruit flavor vapes, which was stupid, because from that, I got a palate for the taste of cigarettes when the only flavors available were menthol and tobacco. I think that was pretty dumb of them. Um, I took my white friends to black church once. They wanted to, quote, see if it was like in the movies. Um, and, yeah, so I took them there. And I think some of the good moments were, at the very beginning, we went and we sat in the front row. And we realized it was the disability section. This guy came over. He said, hey, you guys got to move to the back. This is the disability section. You'll never see a a look of joy in a man's face greater than an old black man getting to send a group of white kids to the back. Never will you ever see that. But at the very end, the pastor, he was doing this whole sermon on reparations. And at the end, he screams out, do you believe in reparations? Say amen. And all my white friends went, amen. And then they passed the tip jar straight to my white friends. Put your money where your mouth is. Mouth is. I don't think well on the spot when I'm doing stand-up. That's why I memorize my words. Uh, okay, I'll leave you guys on this. Actually, that's all I wanted to try. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Huh? No, I I just wanted to try these new ones.
1: Thank you, Charlie Moore. All right, that's the end of our open mic tonight, uh, Mutiny Radio Happy Hour. Thank you very much for coming, and we'll see you next week. Pam, will be back on Monday for the joke workshop. Thanks, Scotto, for running the board. I think so. Yeah. You want to say something?
5: Hi, Pam. I uh, hope you're doing well in Greece. Um, we'll see you soon. This is this is Greg, Kozel, and and Vicky Kozel, and Charlie Moore and Lauren Kraut. This is. Hello. <laughs> oh, this is, it's a one way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right. Thank you. Good night, Pam.
6: And the fields of your eyes light the darkest place. Close the wind of your empty skies. You show me words, go find one. My time falls around our bed, in peace we sleep and twine, and your love flows through me, though an ocean soothes my head.
8: MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat.
9: <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the US government and its personal as the Enigma Brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex. The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers edited on Amazon.
8: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny?
6: Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl.
8: Well, I mean, you ever want to be like, in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead passers?
6: Oh, shit. Time to time, I've thought of it
8: You no know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag-dabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radius so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from six to eight that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays six to eight p.m at the mutant radius
2: I was really
10: just like leaving the theater. <laughs> Cadillac, convertible, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. I drove it up here. And I
7: started to do some thinking.
10: In and on the freeway and I'm having i a really, really good time. Flat black plastic. big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon too. I am a total
7: um, Laurie Jesus. Voice is absolutely right. I am Teddy Beas. And
6: I will cut talk- the Blake. Henry. Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some
9: accusations, Henry. I-, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude mine, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty. Still Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past. From his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent. From his time in the tango clubs at Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi food. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Hit it.
5: Hey, Muneer Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show one of my favorites here at the station and it's all about service it might be the devil it might be the lord but we got to serve somebody and bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people i know and it's one of the reasons i love to listen to him he breaks down socialism democracy protest history workers news and the power of unions Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
2: Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco.
11: Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than skin on skins. A local mission, a leather working shop, all original pieces, handcrafted for you, jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed. You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff. Talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's dot com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at (laughs) SkinOnSkins.com.
9: for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Hit it. <laughs>
11: Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon. with Bow and Arrow presents Dark Side of the Circus, a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only, September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at darksideofthecircus.brownpapertickets.com. Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. Bow and Arrow, we'll see you soon on the dark side of the moon.
10: Ladies and gentlemen, no theme song, no preamble. Go straight to your YouTube search engine and put in Modesty Blaze 19. Modesty, you don't know how to spell that, Blaze, B-L-A-I-S-E, 1966. You'll find the channel, iFly2. It's the only one you'll find. Modesty, B-L-A-I-S-E, 1966, iFly2. Press the link, press pause, slide it back to zero, zero, and we're going to do the countdown. No celebrity, no brumbot. Let's just do it right away. Ready, Michael? Ready, Three, Michael? Three,
12: two, one. One. Go. Hi Carl.
10: And we're off to the races. Welcome Bye. to L W A F L M O Y T.
12: Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Way to go, Carl. Is this modest is this Modesty, modesty Blaze right here?
10: Yeah, that was Modesty.
12: Well, she is wearing pajamas, so I guess that's yeah. why they call her Modesty.
10: Yeah, wait watch how she wakes up in the morning. Beautiful. It's a movie. Look at her. She's in a dress. Right. Hair's done.
12: You know the problem about having like a sunken bed is that like when you smoke cigarettes, knock the ashtray right into your bed, or like, uh, you know, you smell it. Like you have to move the ashtray away from your, your pillow.
10: <laughs> You're speaking from experience.
12: Well, I mean, think sunken bed and mattress on the ground. They're interchangeable,
10: right? Mm-hmm. It's a l- futon. Loser time. You know,
7: loser
10: time. <laughs> loser okay. time. This is Modesty Blaze, and she was originally a comic strip in the newspaper. And, uh, I think it was only three years earlier, 1963. It got popular. She's a spy, you know.
12: Is he British? American? This, vaguely European?
10: This actress is totally Italian, and this is her first movie in which she speaks English. And she does okay.
12: I know uh, her cousin, Humble <laughs> Bragg please.
10: Humble Bragg Okay, turn up the sound because you got to hear their theme song. Oh, nice. Remember it right from the trailer?
12: Yes, the three and a half minute trailer.
10: Now, this is the. Duet of David and Jonathan. They were a pop duo in Britain. They had two top 20 hits in 1966.
12: Is this one of them?
10: No. (laughs) But they got paid and they worked with the Beatles' George Martin and they did Paul McCartney's song, Michelle. They made some money.
12: Fair enough. I like their harmony, although I think David does a better job than
10: uh... Jonathan guess what neither of them that's not their names (laughs) it's not their names.
12: whoa (laughs) yeah Show business that's
10: crazy oh that is crazy the thing is if you're gonna get a stage name why would you go with jonathan i mean they must have tested (laughs) now somebody said that like in the bible there was a david and a jonathan and they were best of friends so maybe that's where it comes from right
12: Oh, here's our songs,
10: Monastery. Hey. So we stream live every week on Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. That's where you can catch us first. But you catch us on a podcast we drop every week. Anytime. Every Sunday, yeah. It. It's a RSS feed, or you go to the search engine LWAFLMOYD. Facebook yeah. page of. I love That's it, Carl. Keep, you going. Are... Keep going. Keep going, Ed. Well, we got the YouTube channel where Carl, our curator, who thinks he's Uh not part of the show, he thinks he's guesting. Oh, they're saying, why should we get modesty blaze? We have our best man on it. And then he's going to get totally exploded. Okay, we'll get modesty.
12: I recognize him from the Ministry of Ordinary Walks. (laughs) Oh, hello. Can I
10: help you? See this mime? Yeah, to, like figure into comedic bits until he's like mime killed.
12: He's not like, necessarily a mime. He just whispered into that guy's ear. <laughs>
10: That's right. My kid's trying to be a mime now. Can you believe that shit? My kid is trying to be a mime. He's upstairs in his room practicing his miming, and I was like, I was like, keep it down up there.
12: He's not doing a good job.
10: Keep your miming to a minimum.
12: Oh, is he like a Batman villain?
10: No, he's more like a crony. He's going to work for our villain. Oh, you
12: know what? This is just a bridge too far.
10: This is a bridge. British too far. Oh, wait. You were doing National Geographic. Modesty Blaze. Oh, you were doing the theme song. Okay, get ready. Brace yourself for a big explosion. This okay. guy's going to get poofed. Uh, what we'll press the in Amsterdam?
12: <laughs> the whole building collapses.
10: Yeah. yeah. Now how much gas do you think was in the tank? That was too big. To Look at that. Wow. Not even his hat survived. Well,
12: wow, that's like, that's going to be top news. Oh, well, they have the hat.
10: Yep. They go. There, this is terrible. We've got to get Monty, please. She'll never come on board. She's retired now. She's a thief. She always flirted with the criminal. Now that guy, we saw him in Mesmerized a couple weeks ago.
12: Oh, the Australian
10: film. Yeah, he was the um, Butler guy. Remember the Butler dude?
12: Right. He's like, "Are you here to hypnotize your?" Uh...
10: No, 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 hypnotism. modesty blaze his name is sir gerald in the film sir gerald and he had a prominent career it just was back in the day
12: this movie always feels like a campy 60s throw you know like british throwback like but it was based on that comic strip so I think it was british the strip
10: yeah the strip was definitely british and the guy who wrote the strip uh, originally wrote the screenplay and um, only one line of his ends up in the final thing. They had creative differences. You see, Modesty Blaze comic book was a uh, comic strip. It was never right. over- was serious. And this is like a spoof. Like the cinematographer would go on to do Casino Royale next year. It's right. Ever- it has that feeling. Right. James Bond was very popular. And for a little while, there were both other spy films like him or spoofs on him. Yeah, I saw
12: one. Sometimes it's hard to tell if it's going to be like a genuine spy movie or a spoof. Mm -hmm. Like you see them on Tubi or whatever, like OSS One Nineteen. You go, what is it? Oh, it's got to be a parody, and it's not. It's just straight up. (laughs) Oh, look, a picture within a picture.
10: Yes, right now, the joke here we're getting is that you know Sir Gerald knows everything, and the. The guy who's, like, his minister is like a boob. Uh, It kind of doesn't matter what his name is. He's, like, the head chairperson in charge of bullshit, you know? And he doesn't, this country was founded 15 years ago. 25 years ago. 25 years ago. It's, like, that kind of guy. And also, like, Sir Gerald's always correcting him, but then modesty will start correcting him, doesn't need to be brief.
12: Oh yeah. <laughs> there she's she's already here, right?
10: That's her. That is her. You see how her hair is brown, brown blue, brunette now. Yeah. That will happen throughout the film. In the comic book, she's brunette. In this thing, she's like both brunette and blonde. It's
12: so strange sometimes to see comics when they become movies that they change the tone of the of the comic. Like, as you say, this was like a more of a rip-roaring adventure, serious drama. Yeah. And then they, they light it on screen. Like, you know, Dick Tracy seems weird. Or, or I right. guess was obsessed with the style, and not really. Uh, the spirit? I don't know if you're so well. It's not necessarily right, the, the, the 40s comic.
10: No, absolutely it's not. I guess... Uh, Dick Tracy walked
7: in the room
10: like he was walking upon a yard oh, that so a sound, sound it. it's wa- wa- um, Warren Beatty um, right that song was about. oh you're He's so a vain
12: right
11: right
10: really
12: oh that's, that's weird I thought it was about me oh you're so vain Michael okay so are they going to leave Like, does he get to play with gadgets before they leave like no
10: I know I yeah that's right that's where that's our next step but we don't take it no. oh. he does have gadgets though. okay so what we're learning is they've got this deal with an